Hello, everybody. Howdy, 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 howdy. Hey. Howdy. Hello. Howdy. Bonjour. Howdy. Yay. Howdy! Don't, don't do that. What, you don't like mini pearl? D don't, don't, don't do that. Doing a mini pearl impression? Don't do it, dude. You can't do it right. Well, I'm not trying to do an impression. I'm just trying to get the inflection of the howdy. Howdy! What a treasure, Mini Pearl. I still got to read that joke book that Mandy bought when we were down in Nashville. Uh, for Mini, that it was like about like a hundred jokes by Mini Pearl. I really want to read that book. Why haven't you then? Because she has it, and she I'm pretty sure she had it with her, and I don't know if she's read it yet, because I'm waiting until after she reads it to read it, because it's the polite thing to do when people buy a thing, is to wait till they have used said thing, which is why I hate when people watch my movies before I watch them. No, 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 Yes, 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 Just do it. All right, anyways. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode, episode three of uh, Cedar Country. Apologies that the acoustics are a little weird. We're uh, in a bigger room than usual that has a lot of glass doors. My sister's out mowing the lawn, and the dog just ran through, so you're going to hear jingling. Great dog, little. She's part hound dog, actually, so it's pretty fitting. So there you go. Old Red. Although that's her, not her name at all. Anyways. So uh, for our third episode, uh, I guess I have our Twitter account open, which if you don't follow us on Twitter yet, we are at cedar underscore country. Um, I'm going to be going through, and I guess it's, this is going to be more talk about news and stuff. So it's going to be, there's going to be a lot more modern country. We'll see. We'll see what's in, we'll, we'll see what's on our Twitter feed. So basically it's just, we follow almost 500 accounts. Uh, some are just general, like there's Rolling Stones country music. Bunch of artists, iHeart Country, stuff like that. So some news outlets and artists primarily. Some other podcasters, but that's not country related, so I won't talk about any of that stuff with news, probably. Other than uh since the last time we recorded, we put out for our other podcast, our D D podcast, we've put out our anniversary special. Which if you haven't listened to our D D podcast, Realms and Nerds, the and is an ampersand, go check that out. Uh, it's pretty fun. Unlike this podcast, which uh, is geared to be a little bit more for everybody, that podcast is definitely not for kids. We cuss quite a bit on that show. <laughs> there's a lot. Mention, of, there's a lot of darns and hex and, and uh, fricks. Not to mention alcohol. Not to mention. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's country music related. Some some we get we get a little bit into kind of that Willie Nelson kind of side Dang, of life. Why do you drink? <laughs> Why do you blow smoke? So, but we just put out our uh, one-year anniversary special. Our, our one-year anniversary was actually back in March. March 15th was our one-year anniversary for that podcast. But uh, we didn't actually record the podcast until Easter Sunday this year. And then I didn't get it up until just before I left to go up north for Memorial Weekend. Uh, which was a pretty fun trip. I won't get into it too much here, but I do have like a story related to that trip that I'll share here because it's pretty good. But uh, I wouldn't listen to the anniversary special right off because there's definitely a lot of spoilers for the podcast itself. I mean, we're talking about our first year of podcasting, so we get into some of the characters and stuff and the story. But uh, if you do listen to our podcast or once you get caught up, definitely listen to the anniversary special. Uh, the last 10 minutes especially are is some of my favorite audio in 
our D&D podcast. It's literally just a conglomerate of cut bits, either because it was stuff from like when we were on a commercial break or it didn't really drive the story anywhere. There's maybe one or two that were a little too raunchy for uh, our level of raunchiness. So, but it's, it's really fun. I, I've actually re-listened to that bit alone several times. Um, but anyways, so that's a whole different podcast. So we'll stop talking about that now. So before we get into the actual kind of, I guess, main content, uh, I'm going to start this off. So we're recording this the Thursday after Memorial Day and, uh, every Memorial weekend, uh, a group of friends goes up. Unfortunately, Ray was not involved this year. We'll see if he and his fiance, I guess by then wife, will wife, yeah. yeah, will join us uh, in future endeavors. But that we don't need to get into all that. Um, but anyways, so on Friday we left, and we actually didn't. This story takes place before we even left uh, the city, so we were still in Cedar every year. At least so far, we've always always met up or gone to McDonald's to eat breakfast before we get on the road. They recently did a remodel. Uh, this is like the black and white and brown kind of design remodel that they've been doing all around. They did it in I, big rapids and stuff. I don't like it. Just to tell you, it's it's kind of I don't know. It, it's kinda, I don't like it. it it's kind of drab. Yeah, I don't like it. It's it's too bare. But uh, anyways, so the main thing that they did is the layout is different. It's not super different, but it's different enough. There used to be when you walked inside this McDonald's here in town, uh, when you walk in the, the door that most people use, you would have a, there is a big counter with like, I don't know, four four to six chairs on each side that was sitting there. But since the remodel, the table is now, like, turned 180 degrees, and it's closer to the west side of the building. Uh, We walked in there, and so on the trip this year, I drove myself as well as one of our friends, Kyle, and then Ash. Uh, So we were the first ones to get there, and we we, we knew we were going to need the big table, which it's like the only one in the restaurant that can seat all of us. But we got there, and we had to get a different seat because we got in there, and uh, there's an older gentleman that's sitting at the counter. And Kyle's like, why is Discount Willie Nelson sitting at this counter? The guy looked kind of like Willie Nelson, but like not quite. So <laughs> we ended up referring to him as Discount Willie Nelson, and referred and we f- referred back to him during the trip several times. And one of the things I was trying to do on the trip was come up with a little parodies of Willie Nelson songs that Discount Willie Nelson would be singing, like "Howdy, y'all! I'm Discount Willie Nelson. Here, here's a new one for you. Giggle with me, friend. Laugh with me, friend." Don't let her get the best of me, friend. On the street again. I just can't wait to get on the street again. The life I love is making music with my acquaintances. And I can't wait to get on the street again. Shoot. (laughs) So that was like a whole deal. That is the dumbest. It is. But it was so so good. We, we We kept sitting at the table. And these... I was the one kind of coming up with these parody songs, but we were just 
baffled at the fact at just how much this guy looked like an off-brand like you know when like, uh, like, like blockbuster movies come out and they have the toys that are made uh or then these like dollar store toy companies like make toys that are like rip-offs of the big like brand like they'll make off-brand marvel characters because endgame's out or whatever mm-hmm. this is like that except it's like he looks like a Willie Nelson ripoff. It was great. Or like off-brand Frosted Flakes and Fruit Loops. Yeah, like that. So Discount Willie Nelson is one of my new favorite characters ever. You're sometimes in my head. You're sometimes in my head. Azure Eyes. Oh, that one I didn't ever get around to finishing. It was like a... Oh, Azure Eyes weeping in <laughs> Azure Eyes weeping in the rain. Or something like that. Anyways, alright, let's get on to news and things. So a couple things that I had actually seen earlier this week we'll 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 start off with. So one really quick thing. I don't hold, know if you hold, hold what, on, hold on real quick. Yeah, no, you're good. He's uh Nilly Wilson. <laughs> Nilly Wilson, got Nilly it. Wilson. Gobbin one. Wait, no, nope, nope. Wally Nielsen. <laughs> Wally Nielsen, everybody. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm With his hit Wally on Nielsen. the street again. <laughs> <laughs> and um, raincoat. <laughs> raincoat was a criminal guy. Okay, let's. What can't forget? Can't forget his guitar lover action. That one was too bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> that I, that that's I just the one mur- that killed me. I just that's mur- the one that got me. <laughs> that's the one that killed the joke. All right. So while I was looking at this a little bit earlier, it actually my timeline for my uh, Twitter feed for our account jumped back to almost a week ago, and apparently a week. Back in 1980, on this, on that day, six days ago, I think it was, apparently, I don't know if you knew this, I didn't know this, but um, Charlie Daniels' uh, The Devil Went Down to Georgia was uh, performed on The Muppet Show. It seems like a random place to perform it. Well, I mean, that, I mean it's a popular song from that time, because late 70s, early, early 80s. Well, I mean, The Muppet Show is... Was, it was a variety. It was a variety it, show, but it was it was marketed towards kids, wasn't it? No, it's marketed towards the whole family. Oh yeah, clearly you haven't seen a lot of the episodes. I've seen the first two or three seasons. Dang. Yeah. Dude. Well, my older sister owns the first, I think three, and they haven't released the. So she has all of them. They released on DVD. Anyways, so um, iHeart Thomas Threats performing or recently performed on something on iHeart. I don't know. That's I'm seeing a lot of that in my feed. Like gifs that iHeartCountry is tweeting out, so I don't know. Oh, here's another one for Charlie Daniels. Nineteen. This one's actually of today. 19 years ago today, uh, Charlie Daniel Band's Road Dogs album was released. Oh, actually, sorry, I forgot the other one. So, I don't remember if I saw this yesterday at work, or if this was something I read in one of the few places where I actually managed to get internet while up in the UP, because uh, I like, basically had no internet at all. There was a thing I saw... Which was on, uh, it was on, uh, it's it's involved, so Randy Travis is releasing, if it hasn't come out already, I don't think it has, a memoir 
I can't remember what it's called, but there's a part, and it's really the only, I guess it's the only part in the book that really has, showcases uh, Randy getting angry, because he's not really, he's not really like an angry dude, I guess. But uh, apparently, his superstardom was super big back around the time that he released his album, Old Date by Ten. It's a really good album, love that album. And it did so well that it, the album landed on the top, on like the the pop charts, the top 100 albums of any genre chart kind oh, of thing. That's kind of cool. It's cool, except so when uh, when his record was like, "Hey, you landed on the top pop charts," he was super not happy because it was it, it's such a different landscape today in country music than it was. Uh, this is what now forty years ago, nineteen eighties. Yeah, yeah. So actually, yeah, thirty forty years ago, I think. Yeah, it, like you know, nowadays you have all these pop artists. Like uh, you had, I think it was like one of the Backstreet Boys or something that was like, "I'm gonna make a country album," and like he's gonna like revolutionize country music and or like uproot or no, I don't remember the exact word. Basically, he said he was like, "I'm coming in to the country music genre and I'm just gonna like create a rift in country music and like." do something drastic and new and he didn't really do anything he just did country pop kind of like everybody does with like uh all the new rappers are gonna do with like the rap game. yeah like yep but so you have all the like um like meant to be by b brex is like a big hit on country charts and she's a pop artist i mean the song features florida georgia line who are considered country music that a country music act mm-hmm. <laughs> i say that knowing that you probably don't agree to that uh, they they're kind of influential and i i gotta i gotta give them i gotta give them some credit for how much clout they have now oh yeah it. i i mean they've they've definitely i can't say they're not a country act because they've definitely worked their way up there by themselves yeah. and tried for really sure. hard so i'll I'll, I'll give i mean them, they're no midland but no but i'll, I'll give them i'll give them that i'll uh, let them have that yeah so, contrary to this, like, day and age where all these pop artists are trying to make it on the country music charts, which, honestly, I, I think is pretty buck wild, and, you know, a lot of country songs are very sound very poppy, according to a lot of people. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's just pop with a twang, and, and charting up on pop. Granted, country music is, like, charted on the popular, the top 100 charts for you years like back to the 50s i mean elvis presley is technically a country music artist where you get like uh um i think buck owens is made on the top 100 uh i know whisper and bill anderson has alan jackson has all these people but uh anyways that's that's a whole totally different thing back in the 80s it was almost a stigma apparently to like be a country artist and find yourself up on the pop charts Seems kind of weird. Yeah, so so apparently Randy Travis wasn't super happy when he like heard like he was on the pop charts, and somebody at the label had to be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Randy, 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 listen! All that means is that your album is one of the most listened to albums out of any genre. There, nobody's calling you a pop artist." And he's like, "Oh, okay," and then, you know, simmered down after that. But I mean, like even 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 as far as the two thousands, it apparently was kind of a stigma. Like the it, this is how recent. So honestly, I gotta say, if I had to pinpoint an artist that kind of changed the game of country artists wanting to be up on the pop charts and pop artists wanting to do country crossover, 
I'd have to pin it on Taylor Swift. Big country yeah. superstar turned pop star. I I don't understand the transition. I don't like the transition. She was a much better country artist than she was a pop artist, but, you know, that's just my opinion. But, I mean, okay, so another artist that kind of rose to stardom in country music around the same time as Taylor Swift, like the mid-odds, Carrie Underwood. And uh, in this article I read, they they reference Carrie Underwood, and they're, they're like, this is... Like the how much like country acts aren't trying to be on the pop charts at least back in the like back even ten years ago, which is what I'm talking about now. Like Carrie Underwood is specifically like she is she never has done she hasn't pulled a Taylor Swift or a Shania Twain and done a you know who you know who else I think of when I think of that sort of movement hmm. Miley Cyrus Miley's like a really weird thing we could talk about that sometime so. I don't think Miley has ever really been truly country. She's been pretty country, like pop country, kind of like, you know, Carrie Underwood, Taylor Swift, and then definitely transitioned away from country heavily back in the banger days. And then now she's kind of, but she's now kind of like come back to like a middle ground Americana sound with her new album. I think it's called Younger Now or newer album. I've heard a couple songs. She has a song on there that was pretty good. It's called Malibu. And she had another one that was pretty good on there uh, that she did with uh, her godmother, Dolly Parton, uh, Rainbow Land. And those are both pretty good tracks I've listened to. I haven't listened to the whole album because, I mean, I don't, I'm not seeking out Miley Cyrus music, but I've heard those songs. They're pretty good. So I think, so she's, I think she's kind of like doing this like, hey, remember I was like a kind of a country artist and I'm kind of, honing in that image again which i mean i'm not against i like it's a very good image for her well i mean her pop was kind of influential in the i mean the only game yeah but but going back to what i was saying like carrie underwood is expressly like she's never gone back and she's never done a uh any any pop versions of her songs like though if she releases a song that's the only version there's no pop edit because, like, Shania Twain, there's the, her her album Up. My mom has that album. And I guess there's two different versions, either that or she's missing one of the discs. Because there were, like, three different versions of the same album uh, for Up that Shania Twain released. There was, like, a country version, at least, and that's definitely more like Shania's poppy country kind of sound. Mm-hmm. There was a pop version, and then there was another one, and I can't remember what it was. I want to say, like... Almost, I want to say like reggae maybe or something. No, that wasn't it. Uh, I'd have to look into that. So that's like a whole thing. Like she did an entire album where it was 90s country, 90s pop country, and then 90s just pop. Uh, But it was all the same songs, just with different instrumentals. So like that, Carrie Underwood has never done that. And that's like as far as the 2000s. So definitely this is like a recent trend. But anyways, so on to the kind of the news, I guess. Um, I guess Pink did a duet recently with Chris Stapleton. That's like the second time at least that I can think of that she's been a featured artist in a country song. Because that, or, or actually, I don't know. I don't know who, um, I don't know whose song that technically would be Love Me Anyway. I don't know if that's like a Chris song that features Pink or a Pink song that features Chris. But Pink and Chris Stapleton did a song. Uh, Chris Jansen's video for Drunk Girls nominated for Video of the Year at CMT Music Awards. I guess Bruce Springsteen released a song that's 
country enough or related enough that Rolling Stone Country tweeted something about it. It's called Western Stars. Well, oh yeah, that sounds super country. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So, John Rich has taken the number one spot in Top Country with his uh, new song featuring The Five called Shut Up About Politics. I've not heard this song yet. I'm really excited to listen to this song, given the title. But song titles are often misleading. I want to know if Shut Up About Politics is the same way or not. But it's the number one song on Top Country, and it's the number two song in all categories, only behind... Don't you say it. Old Town Road featuring Billy Ray Cyrus remix. <sighs> oh, and Blake, Blake Shelton on uh, All Songs is on number seven with God's Country. Which I have not heard that one yet. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jason Aldean is going to be releasing new music, apparently. Eli Youngbrand has a number one. Brand def- or band? <laughs> Eli Youngbrand has their fourth career number one, Love Ain't. Uh, Granger Smith is releasing a new song tonight called Damn Straight. Kane Brown scored his fourth number one with Good As You. Tucker Beathard is going to be releasing a song tomorrow called Find Me Here. Uh, the lineup has been released for Americana Fest 2019, including Tanya Tucker and Jade Bird. Uh, oh, here we go. So the first official music video from the new uh, project by Bo Weevils, which is uh, Charlie Daniels' new project that he's been involved in for a couple years now, uh, called Mexico Again, is now up on his YouTube channel. Cool. Why Michael Ray never attended his own prom. Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> Seriously. Bad Blood by Charlie Daniels' side project Bo Weevils has been in the top five for the past seven weeks on Radio Guitar One's Blues Cuts chart. And this week it rose to number one. Uh, Luke Bryan's Farm Tour returns. Stephen Curtis Chapman's playing at the Opry tomorrow. Not a lot of news, I guess. Oh, Travis Tritt's got a new TV special on AXS TV called Travis Tritt Homegrown. Welp. There is a new Rambo trailer featuring Old Town Road, the remix with Billy Ray Cyrus. (sighs) Yep. I think that we're pretty much at uh, max saturation with Old Town Road. Probably. John Party is releasing a new album here soon called Heartache Medication. Oh, 27 years ago today, a song hit number one in the country charts. Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. And... He tweeted this two hours ago. 27 years ago today, Achy Breaky Heart hit number one, and now Old Town Road is number one for the eighth week straight. A full circle moment for me. Thank you. Heck yeah. Listen here. I only know (laughs) the only song I've ever known is Achy Breaky Heart. You're telling me there's a new song? (laughs) I'm gonna take my (laughs) to the Old Town Road. To the Old Town Road. No, 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 Billy. It's not. It's a different song. Ooh, Frankie Ballard retweeted a fan tweeting, Hey, Frankie Ballard, I'm ready for some new music. Does that mean new music's on the way? Who knows? Ooh. Willie Nelson's going to be releasing a, I think it's a new song, Ride Me Back Home on June 21st. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah. 
Thomas Rhett's dropping a new album at midnight, and like I said, there was like a whole thing that just went on for the album release party for with iHeart. This is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Realms & Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan-favorite characters, high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts. So that was exciting. Apparently doing news stuff is basically even more boring than I thought it would be. Because especially when there's like no country music news, because all the news is mostly like, see what their trip to Florida was like and stuff like that. And it's, I mean, that's not really anything noteworthy. Uh, so, so, I don't know about you, but lately I've been really getting back into a drinking problem by Midland. I don't know what what country music you've been jamming to lately, but that's basically been on repeat for me for like a month straight now. For me, it's been mostly Johnny Cash, dude, like usual. Any any specific songs you've really been jamming to um, by the Man in Black? God's gonna cut him down. Oh, God's gonna cut you down. Mm-hmm. Actually, Johnny Cash. That's a good segue. So there was an album released. I talked about this before on the first episode because it's one of my favorite albums. Um, there was an album released a year or two ago now called Johnny Cash Forever Words the Music, uh, which is other it's other artists, mostly country artists, but there's a couple like uh, like rock, like John Mellencamp I think is on there. And then there's like a hip hop group that does a track on there called Going Going Gone. That's actually a really good track though. But it's basically it's a bunch of artists that uh, have worked with John Carter, Johnny Cash's son, to create mu- like uh, the music to to as companions to uh, several of the letters and unfinished songs that Johnny Cash wrote through his life. Uh, like there's a song on there it's called To June This Morning, which is it was literally a letter that uh, he wrote June, which was uh, done by Rustin Kelly and Casey Musgraves, which is literally just based on a letter that he wrote June. So the full rundown, real quick. I don't know. Have you listened to this album yet? No. So it, it was. It was. A, it's a companion of a book that was released. Like I said, a collection of songs and poems. Zero. There's 16 tracks. Forever and I still miss someone. Uh, kind of like a mashup of two different things, which was done by Chris Christopherson and Willie Nelson. To June this morning, Rustin Kelly, Casey Musgraves, Gold All Over the Ground, Brad Paisley, which he previously released on his uh, uh, latest album, Love and War. Although the version on here is a little different. The one on Love and War has uh, some audio clips of Johnny Cash basically talking about June. Because that's what the song is. It's like a love letter, love song that he wrote for June. Uh, That's actually one of my favorite songs on this album. Chris Cornell, in one of his last recordings, uh, You Never Knew My Mind. Jellicoe Coleman by T-Bone Burnett, 
who is the producer that produced the music for A Brother Where Art Thou, uh, The Walking Wounded, Roseanne Cash, Them Double Blues, John Mellencamp, Body on Body, Jewel, I'll Still Love You, Elvis Costello, June Sundown, Carlene Carter, He Bore It All, Daly and Vincent, Chinky Pin Hill by I'm With Her, Going, Going, Gone by Robert Glasper, Roe James, and Anu Sun. And uh, what would I dreamer do? The Jayhawks and the last track is Spirit Rider by Jamie Johnson. Uh, for anybody that's actually listening to the album, you'll notice I skipped a song because it's the one I'm going to actually be talking about here. The fifth track on this album is called The Captain's Daughter, and it was done by Allison Krauss and Union Station. So the, here are the lyrics to The Captain's Daughter. I'm a poor boy, as you know, but I love the captain's daughter, so if I begged her, would she go, or would she tell me no, 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 no? Daddy is a sailor man, you're fresh from the farmland, he said when you asked my hand for me to tell you no, 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 no. Your daddy's gone away to sea, you're as lovely as can be, come and go away with me, oh don't you tell me no, 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 no. My daddy owns a clipper ship, he brings me pearls on every trip, pink champagne for me to sip, and you're the poorest boy I know, no, 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 no. I've got no pearls to give you, I've got two arms and a heart that's true, we could start with a dream or two, oh won't you say you'll go, go. The poor boy came from the farmland. She was the daughter of a sailor man. The captain said when he begs your hand, you better tell him no, 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 no. She said, Papa, don't you worry, please. The poor boy begs me upon his knees. I'd never leave this life of ease and with the poor boy go. The captain kissed her and he went to sea. The poor boy said, go away with me. You're only and you shouldn't be. Oh, don't you tell me no, 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 no. My daddy owns a clipper ship. He brings me pearls on every trip and pink champagne for me to sip. And you're the poorest boy I know. No, 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 no. Your daddy's giving you a home, but you got nobody. When he is gone, I'll go and leave you all alone if the answer is still no. So that was the captain's daughter. It kind of reminds me of that, that one song he had where it, um, if I was a carpenter and you were a lady. So that's not the song, but you are on the right track. So I don't know about the rest of these. So I think that uh the captain's daughter which actually is probably my favorite song on the entire album that or gold all over the ground i think it's just an earlier version or maybe a redone version of a, a different song that johnny cash did record oh i know which one you're talking about okay i got you from 1967 yeah uh the album was called carrying on with johnny cash and june carter and the song is called no 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 so the lyrics for this song are I'm a poor boy from the farmland. Your father is a wealthy sailing man. If I asked you for your hand, would you tell me no, oh, no, no, no. You're a poor boy from the farmland. My daddy is a wealthy sailing man. He told me if you asked my hand, I'd better tell you no, oh, no, no, no. Your daddy brings you silk to sew from the finest shop in Tokyo. He told you to turn me down, I know, but don't say no, oh, no, no, no. Here, Here's the, the like, uh, the kicker. Yes, Daddy owns a clipper ship, and he brings me pearls on every trip and pink champagne for me to sip, and you're the poorest boy I know. Oh, so no, 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 no. That is almost verbatim one of the lines. That is verbatim. One of the verses. It's not exactly, but it's really close to uh, The Captain's Daughter, which was written by Johnny Cash, which is why I said I don't know if it's... I, I don't know much... I don't have the book Forever Words, so I don't know if it talks about any of the stuff or if it just has them like reprinted or printed or uh, photocopied or whatever. So I would imagine that the captain's daughter is either an earlier version of that song that he had written, or he had worked on a retooling that he never recorded. But that, cause the, in the captain's daughter, if I remember, I listen to the song a ton, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to get this right. But um, uh, it's my daddy owns a clipper ship. 
He brings you pearls on every chip and pink champagne for me to sip, and you're the poorest boy I know. No, 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 no. So it's almost exactly verbatim. The only the only difference is in this song she says yes, Daddy owns a clipper ship because it's actually um in this song that was recorded. Um, this was this verse was sung by June. So yes, Daddy owns a clipper ship. Andy brings you pearls on every chip and pink champagne for me to sip. And you're the poorest boy I know. Oh, so no, no, no. Um, but then there's two more lines. I can't give you anything. I can't afford a wedding ring, a present that I'd like to bring. But oh, I love you so. Oh, don't say no. My daddy's three days out to sea, and he would turn me across his knee if he knew you were kissing me. But I can't let you go. Oh no, no, no. Oh no, no, no. So, and I don't remember where I learned that, but I remember reading somewhere that like that. I think it was in. I think it was because I was listening to the song on YouTube, and I was looking through comments, and somebody's like, you know, he actually recorded like a version of this song called "No, No, No." And I was like, what? So I went and listened to. It. I'm like, oh my god, this is the song. <laughs> but um, personally, I gotta say, I like the Captain's Daughter better than uh, his actual recording. No, no, no. I would imagine the Captain's Daughter would probably, if it's an earlier version or a reworking, would probably sound similar to No, 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 stylistically. Ignoring the fact that it's... Because, I mean, Alison Krauss, it's a different artist than Johnny Cash, so I don't want to compare them stylistically. But since the song was written by Johnny Cash, and it's basically a different version of a song that he recorded, what, what I'm doing is comparing lyrically. Lyrically, I like the Captain's Daughter better. I think it flows a little bit better, but that that honestly might just be because of the I've heard both songs, so I know like how it goes like rhythmic wise. But the thing that the 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 main thing that why I like the Captain's Daughter better is it doesn't really have a resolution. the The song just kind of ends on a will they won't they will will she marry him? Does she love him? Is she turning him away? For the last time, it's never made clear. But in No, 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 the last verse, my daddy is three days out to sea, and he would turn me across his knee if he knew you were kissing me, but I can't let you go. Oh, no, 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 no. So the last verse is basically saying, like, yeah, we're kissing now, and I, I like it, but I can't my I, I can't tell my dad. So, I mean, that's kind of like a different thing, because now you're getting into the whole hiding a relationship from your dad. Which is kind of cool. That almost kind of steps into the same kind of story as uh, Saginaw, Michigan. But uh, are you familiar with that song? I not. You always bring up stuff that I don't know. Like ninety percent of this podcast is stuff that I, I can't just don't believe know. you've never listened to. Because you gave me a look. So Saginaw, Michigan is a song. As far as I know, it's by George Jones. <laughs> my mom is always. When I told my mom, when I was talking to my mom about this song, she's like, "I don't really like this song." She's like, "I don't like the backing cor like the backing chorus girls super much." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And I like played her. She's like, "Well, this is a different version that I've heard by him because version I had is, has like these backup singers. I don't not really big into him. Like it's not bad, but I just don't like it as much." I was like, "What?" But um, let's see if I can get this off the top of my head. Um, I was born in Saginaw, Michigan. I grew up in a house in Saginaw Bay. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, it's a it's a country song made famous by I think made famous by George Jones. I don't know exactly who wrote it. Randy Travis did a cover on either the last or second to last uh, album of new content that he released, at least so far uh, prior to his stroke. Granted, the anything he releases now be after the stroke, but it was it was the last like it was called. 
because it was like a two two different albums, Influence Volume One and Influence Volume Two, and both are called The Man I Am. So I'm not really sure why I give it the subtitle, but I'm not I'm not going to judge. They're good albums, and basically, it's have you ever heard of Randy Travis's album Heroes and Friends? What are a couple of songs from it? Well, the title track is Heroes and Friends. There's a song that he did with George Jones on it uh, that's called um, A Few Old Country Boys. Um, he did a cover of Happy Trails with Roy Rogers. No, it doesn't. Okay. It's I, the, the, the big, so the big, the big hit from that album was the title track, Heroes and Friends. But so the concept for both of these albums, I mean, Heroes and Friends kind of, it's self-explanatory. It's that one is a duets album. Heroes and Friends is a duets album. That's the difference because the two influence albums are not duet albums, but Heroes and Friends is. But the I- idea is that it's songs that he's recording with his heroes and his friends. Um, and the Heroes and Friends idea is kind of what the the influence albums are. They are both songs that are. Uh, it's mostly covers of songs that were by artists that were influential to him or friends of his like pennies from heaven set him up joe sunday morning coming down saginaw michigan the only so both albums actually included an original song that he wrote um because the first album was released uh shortly after the passing of george jones and randy travis had written a song for him or in in memorial for him uh called tonight i'm playing possum Mm. Which I remember when that was on the radio, actually, uh, back. That was like senior year of high school for me. Uh, so I was hearing it in like B93. But it's the, there are two cuts of it, and it's a different cut on each of the albums. The first one, he did, it's a duet with, uh, Joe Nichols. And on the second one, it's just Randy. And I can tell it's the same recording for Randy. They just cut out Randy's vocals and added in Joe's and the, uh, the version that was the radio version. But then, on the second album, there was it's all Randy. But it's a, it's a pretty good song. I actually got I gotta say I like the the duet version better. I don't remember where I why I got to that. Oh, Saginaw, Michigan. That's right. I still can't believe you never heard that song. I was born in Saginaw, Michigan. I grew up in a house on Saginaw Bay. Like especially for a guy that like claims to listen to a lot of old school country. Have you, like, who's going to fill their shoes? I know who's going to fill their shoes. White Lightning? White Lightning, I know White Holy Lightning. Holy He stopped loving her today? Yeah. How have you never heard Saginaw, Michigan? Holy cow. I guess that's not a big, as big of a hit as I thought it was. But it's, it's a George Jones song. It's pretty good. Uh, so the concept of the song, because I tied to it from the, the captain's daughter, or, or actually from No, 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 because it's kind of the hiding a relationship sort of so the concept of the song or the story of the song because that's actually something i really love about especially a lot of older country music is it's more of like storytelling through song instead of like a generic love song like a a, like story that's also why i love the captain's daughter like it definitely it feels like a story no 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 obviously also feels like a story a lot of johnny cash's music is storytelling but it's it, I, I don't know. There's some flair about the captain's daughter, I like. But uh, with Sa- Saginaw, Michigan, the story with that is um, there's a, a guy that lives in Saginaw. He grew up in Saginaw Bay, and he loves this girl. But the guy's like a. It's the same kind of concept. The guy's poor, and 
he falls in love with uh, this girl that her dad doesn't think the guy is good enough for her. Actually, this, these songs have a lot of parallels. So her her dad goes, much like in The Captain's Daughter slash No, 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 her dad goes away. So in the cat, like her, my daddy's going away to sleep. Mm-hmm. But in Saginaw, Michigan, um, here's like the main difference and the kind of the twist. So I guess I'll backtrack. So the guy, yeah, the, the 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 protagonist of this song, the guy that's in love with the girl, moves away up to Alaska, and comes back to Saginaw, claiming he's found gold and struck gold. And her dad is like, "You're a wealthy man. You you can marry my daughter." In exchange for me, for you giving me the this like land that you found gold on, so I can go mine the gold and become rich up in Alaska. So the guy's like, sure, absolutely, and they make the deal. And the guy go, the her dad goes up to Alaska. I like the line. He's up now. He's up there in Alaska digging digging in the cold hard ground. The greedy man, the greedy fool's looking for the gold I never found. So, oh, and no one. Uh, so no one here is missing him, least of all the newlyweds of Saginaw, Michigan. So basically the guy goes to Alaska, pretends he's struck gold, makes a deal with the guy in exchange for his daughter's hand in marriage that the guy loved, but the dad wouldn't let him marry earlier. And then the (coughs) dad goes to Alaska to dig for this gold that the guy supposedly found that he didn't actually find. But the guy's now back home in Saginaw and marries this woman, and they live happily ever after while her dad is up in Alaska freezing his butt off searching for gold that was never there. That's kind of the whole story of Saginaw, Michigan. It's a fun song. I like that song. I can't believe, I still can't believe you've never heard that song. Especially coming from Michigan? Yeah, especially because we live in Michigan. It's an old song by one of the most prolific country artists of from like the 60s to the 80s. Like hokey pokey, like I'm, I'm baffled. Have you ever listened to Coal Miner's Daughter? Yeah. Oh my god! Like how have you? Never- I'd love to lay you down. Yeah. Huh. Lay you I'm down. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Ray, but just the fact that you there there's an old country song by a one of the biggest artists of the time that you have never heard just. That they, is like not like probably, a B cut. See, they probably don't have it on Pandora or Spotify. Here, I'll I'll actually play some of the song because maybe like that'll maybe you'll like because I know sometimes you actually have to hear it to be like, oh, I've heard that before. I was born in Saginaw, Michigan. Wow. I grew up. All right, anyways. So that we almost went over our five second time limit. I'm just baffled that you haven't heard that song. Holy cow. Um actually let's let's see. Ooh, website called thisdayincountrymusic.com. So today is May 31st at the time of this recording. We'll 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 close this with uh um kind of like uh news of like events uh, that happened on this day in country mu- in country music history. Uh this comes from thisdayincountrymusic.com. So today is May 31st. So on this day, um, tomorrow's May 31st. You're right. Wow. The website might be from a time zone that's later. Okay. I don't know. Or maybe it's just because later than nothing. So uh, as of tomorrow, I guess. So 
tomorrow in country music history from where we are. And honestly, whenever I finally get this up, this is going to be fine. So on May 31st in country music history, because nobody will hear this on May 31st and no one will record this on May 31st. Uh, 1938, Johnny Paycheck was born in 1938. Country singer Grand Ole Opry Meyer most famous recording the David Allen Coe song Take This Job and Shove It, which was a U.S. country number one in 1978. He passed away in 2003. What song? Take This Job and Shove It. I... In 1978. I've never heard it either. You've never heard Take This Job and Shove It? Wait, have you? Yeah, I have. I thought you were saying you've never heard it. I was of kidding it. with you. Oh, yeah, no, I've never heard it. Take this job and shove it. Nope. I ain't working here no more. Listen, I know it's going to be a good song. It says it was written by David Allen Coe. Oh it's going to be a good song. It's so good. All right, I'll listen to it here in a little bit. All right, 1943, born on May 31st in Denver, Colorado, Wayne Carson, country musician, songwriter, record producer. Uh, most famous songs as a writer include Neon Rainbow, The Letter, and Always on My Mind. He died in 2015. 1954, born on this day in Detroit, Michigan, was Paul Franklin, multi-instrumentalist, known mainly for his work as a steel guitarist. That's right. I've heard of him. Love steel guitar. Uh, he's worked with many well-known acts during his career, including Barbara Mandrell, Rodney Crowell, George Strait, Alan Jackson, Faith Hill, Shania Twain, Reba McIntyre, Patty Loveless, and Kathy Mattia. 1958, on May 31st, Johnny Cash appeared at the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. 1965, Del Reeves was at number one on the country charts with Girl on the Billboard. The novelty song was Reeves' fourth entry on the country chart and his only number one single. Girl on the Billboard, which spent two weeks at the top of the charts, has become one of many country standards about lust. In 1978, Kenny Rogers and Dottie West held the top position on the country chart with Every Time Two Fools Collide, the duo's first album together. The album spawned two big country hits. The title track went to number one, followed up by the number two hit, Anyone Who Isn't Me Tonight. 1982, born on May 31st in Plano, Texas, Casey James, singer and guitarist, third place finalist in the ninth season of American Idol. He released his eponymous album in March 2012, which peaked at number two on the U.S. country chart. In 1994, year of my birth, Tim McGraw was at number one on the country chart with Don't Take the Girl. Written by Craig Martin and Larry W. Johnson, the song was Tim's fifth single overall and his first number one single on the Hot Country Songs chart. It was also a successful pop song, reaching number 17 on the Hot 100. Oh, I love Don't Take the Girl. Me too. I love that whole album. And last but not least, in 2006, 71-year-old songwriter Hal Bynum, whose credits include Kenny Rogers' Lucille, and his wife were arrested and charged with growing marijuana inside their Nashville home and possessing hallucinogenic mushrooms. After receiving a tip, <laughs> police searched the couple's home and confiscated 256 marijuana plants, 7.5 pounds of harvested marijuana, 14 grams of hallucinogenic mushrooms, growing lamps, and other drug paraphernalia. Bynum and his wife were released on a $73,500 bond each. So I know I, was, I said I was going to close on that, but there, I actually just remembered um, a tweet that I saw a little bit earlier. There's one YouTuber that I'd like to give a quick shout out to. He's a really good YouTuber. I don't always agree with him. I think you would agree with him more than I would in a lot of cases. He seems to be a lot more into the like he's he's definitely he definitely likes a lot of new artists, but he's definitely more of kind of a traditional country guy. Grady Smith. 
Uh, he's pretty big in the uh, country music YouTube scene. And he, he used to write for Guardian. I think The Guardian. Is that what it's called? Yeah, he used to, work, he used to write for The Guardian and Entertainment Weekly. But now he just he makes uh, YouTube videos where he talks about stuff in country music. So I would highly suggest checking out his YouTube channel to you if you haven't checked it out and all of our listeners. So I guess right now he's visiting Nashville. Uh, he tweeted, I, I just really like this tweet. I saw it and it made me chuckle. So four hours ago, uh, he tweeted, uh, my main impression of Nashville so far is that someone here is overly enthusiastic about the appeal of the word gulch. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty funny. So yeah, but that he's, a, he, he, he makes some pretty good videos. My, one of my favorite videos is actually, he was talking about kind of the beat that's killing country music. Oh yeah. The, the clap, the, clap, the, snap. The snap. Yeah. The snap clap thing. We talked about that before. Cause I'm, I think I've mentioned him before. He's um, he's a really good YouTuber. Definitely isn't usually into all the very, the really poppy sounding country music like you are not. Unlike me, I'm way more lenient and I'll, I'll listen to basically anything. So, but anyways, until next time, we'll uh, ride off, into, ride the off into the sunset and see. We got to come. That's so corny. I don't know. Uh, all right, everybody. Yeah. That was me riding off in the sunset. <laughs>